You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am your host and a music journalist and a music lover, all those things wrapped into one. And I am here today to share an amazing conversation with a guest. And oh my gosh, is today's guest mind-blowingly amazing. So if you have been in the Christian industry evangelical culture for any amount of time, you will have heard of Jeremy Camp. Now, please don't stress if you haven't met or like heard of Jeremy before. By the end of our interview, you will feel like you know the heartbeat of this dude. That's what makes him so amazing. But the story of Jeremy's career is just, again, mind-blowing. His career started in about 2003, and that was after he lost his first wife to cancer. And through his whole career, he's released incredible music. It's sort of this rock Christian vibe. And he's told her story. Well, this week, a movie about his life just came out. And I know that a lot of you guys, if you're like me and you've been like foot in, foot out of evangelical culture, are like a Christian movie, breathe. I promise you it's really good. I, so I saw this movie as a preview um, to review it for another publication and to do this podcast and I cried so much. Like I, I knew a bit of what was going to happen. I had to mentally prepare because I hate films that make me cry. But, oh, guys, it was so beautiful. The film is called I Still Believe and it stars KJ Apa from Riverdale. I'm excited because he's a Kiwi, yay, and Britt Robertson from A Dog's Purpose. And those two are just dynamic on screen. By some course of amazingness, I managed to get an interview with Jeremy and he found time in his ridiculous schedule to have a chat with me about the movie, about his life. And guys, he just went there. I was like, what can, what can we ask? Like, we've never met before. Also, this is an international call, but he just opened up. So my friends, I am so excited for you to hear this conversation with a Christian music megastar and a really good person. Before we go forward, you will hear a short bio before we get into the interview. Hold your horses. I promise we will get there. It's not too long. I just want to give you guys like an FYI 101 on what Jeremy has achieved, especially if you haven't followed his career closely, or this is the first time you've actually met Jeremy Camp. So just be prepared to have your mind blown again, honestly. I just wrote his bio then and was like, what? Like, how is this even possible? Anyway, aside from that, regular listeners will know that we also normally play the music by the artist in snippets between our interview. Today, I can't completely do that just because of licensing issues. But what I do have permission to play is portions or snippets of the I Still Believe movie trailers. Through them, you will hear some of Jeremy's music and some of that is actually sung by KJ Appa. And he can actually sing, which is awesome. So you will get a well-rounded view of the movie from this. And then 
if this really resonates with you, I would love for you to not just check out the movie and its soundtrack, but also check out Jeremy's music. Uh, his latest album, The Story's Not Over, came out last year, and I will have a link to that in the show notes. If you're anything like me, after you have seen the movie, you will probably go home on Spotify and be like, oh my gosh, I'm finding these songs that he wrote like moments after his wife passed away. And it just, it's just mind boggling to know that these are available for us to listen to now. So without further ado, my friends, meet Jeremy Camp. Saying that Jeremy Camp is one of Christian music's premier singer-songwriters isn't an overstatement. But as evidenced by the movie that's now come out about his life, there is far more to Jeremy Camp than just a Grammy nomination, 32 number one hits, and a movie starring KJ Abba from Riverdale. Out This Weekend, I Still Believe takes us back two decades to where Jeremy Camp's career all started. And while his first major label release, Stay, made its mark on the Christian market, it wasn't simply his music that propelled Jeremy's career forward. It was his astonishing faithfulness to tell the story of his life, about how God had him meet his first wife, Melissa, in college, and then lose her to cancer months after their honeymoon. This story is told on film through KJ, who plays an innocent and driven camp entering college. Brute Robertson of A Dog's Purpose steps in as Melissa Camp, his first wife, and together they portray some of the most formative moments in Jeremy's life and faith. The film ends where Jeremy's career begins, with the release of his first major label release, Stay, and renditions of some of his biggest hits. I Will Walk By Faith was written during Jeremy's honeymoon, and I Still Believe, the film's namesake, and later the name of his 2011 memoir, was the first song he wrote after Melissa's death. Jeremy has told Melissa's story nearly every day for the past 20 years holding on to the hope that if her incredible testimony of faith in God could transform a single life, there would be a purpose. That single life began when Jeremy met his now wife, Aidy, who played for the Christian rock band The Benjamin Gate on tour some years later. And today their partnership has catapulted into a pioneering ministry of hope, family and healing. In a standard bio, I would normally list all of Jeremy's achievements and releases in order. But it feels really materialistic to do so after you talk to this man. He greets you as a friend, and you almost forget he has penned some of the biggest songs of our childhood and teen years. So let me give you a quick rundown to pay some homage to what he's achieved. Jeremy has had 32 number one hits on the Christian charts, totaling 175 weeks on top of the charts over the course of his career, including the release of his 2019 album, The Story's Not Over, Jeremy has dropped 12 solo albums. His 2006 album, Beyond Measure, featured six number one hits, including Let It Fade. He has won multiple Dove Awards, which is like the Christian Grammys, including Male Artist of the Year in 2004 and 2005. This dude was in his early to mid-20s when this happens. He has also won the ASCAP Songwriter of the Year Award four times. Jeremy has released live recordings, worship projects, a Christmas album, and was featured on the soundtracks for The Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, and The Passion of the Christ. In 2008, his album Speaking Louder Than Before gave him his first Grammy nomination. And in 2010, he was Billboard's number two artist of the decade. Jeremy has sold more than 5 million albums and has had more than 325 million streams. 
throw in there he somehow toured 36 countries. Then there's the other part of Jeremy's life. You see, Jeremy and Aidy started a nonprofit louder than before in 2012. It is an evangelical ministry that declares the hope of Jesus throughout the world with music, testimony, and service. They have participated in home rebuilding projects, orphanage programs, and medical clinic projects across the world. Not to mention the fact that this dynamite couple have raised three beautiful kids. Over the course of his career, Jeremy has championed independent artists, is a veteran of the Christian tour circuit, and only this week has managed to cross the country while touring with Mercy Me and David Leonard, while attending the red carpet premiere of the movie about his life. Jeremy Camp leads an extraordinary life, one that the movie I Still Believe begins to tell and I promise you it begins to do justice to this story, if that's possible. Jeremy was kind enough to chat with me about the film and what it means to see his life on screen, what it's like to relive the past, and why he believes that God is good, even through personal tragedy. Guys, this is incredible, and Jeremy Camp is a really good guy. Meet Jeremy Camp. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you. I can't imagine how busy you are today, uh, but can I just say congratulations? I can't. Like, it's incredible what you have done in this movie. You've done amazing. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I think I'm still in shock. We have the premiere on Saturday. And just to see how, I don't know, I can't describe the, the feeling of just what God's doing. It's been incredible. So I'm really blown away. Yeah. You've been telling this story, and Melissa's story, for nearly 20 years now. What's it like seeing it on uh, the screen? Yeah, I think, you know, trying to tell my little book about, you know, my story of the children for a long time, but to have it visually being portrayed, I think it's, it's really, it is, it's not easy. I will say that, because you almost feel like you're living it by watching it. Um, and so it hasn't been an easy process, and it brings up grief and different things, and feelings and emotions. But I think because I've seen how it has um, really touched a lot of people's lives, it makes it worth it. It makes all the, you know, the pain, it makes all the, you know, the attacks that you get, different things that you have to deal with, it makes it worth it um, to see people's lives being touched. And that's why I do what I do anyway, and to have this being portrayed uh, to the masses worldwide on the screen is beyond comprehension, that's for sure. Yeah. What's it like for you and your family, like coping with the emotions and the memories that this brings up? Um, you know, we were watching the, the first time when the movie was done, and it was me and my wife and my kids. And at one point, I had to you know, walk out of the room because I just I broke down. It was a very difficult scene. And so my wife came, you know, walking in after me for a little while, and I just kind of cried on the shoulder. And then my kids came out, and we all decided to cry together. And then my daughter said, you know, Dad, just watching this film, knowing that somebody went through it, it it's hard to even think about that. It's like, my dad went through it, makes it so hard, and we just cried for a while. And I said, the girls don't let me know that you wouldn't be here right now. You would not be here right now. And so I'm thankful for what God has done. And so it kind of brought this bonding experience, I think, that has been really good. And they've been able to see and the, the hardest thing that we can go through as God to bring so much beauty. And that's what I think they've seen. Yeah. That's incredible. I think one of my – so I, I watched the movie a couple of weeks ago um, to preview it and was just 
I cried like a baby the entire time. Um, it was beautifully done. But one of my favourite moments was when they had your character meet AD, your now wife, and it was just this beautiful, like, like sense of hope and such a, I felt like a gorgeous tribute to what you guys have built together now in your family. Um, this is probably a big question, but how has meeting AD changed your life? Oh, my goodness. I mean, well, first of all, you know, our life has been such a big support in this whole thing, you know, and so if it wasn't for her strength and, and her selfless kind of behavior and attitude towards this, this wouldn't have happened. If she eight years ago said, hey, I can't, I don't want to hear you talking about, you know, your first life anymore, this would not all come about. But she has known that it's for a greater purpose. And, you know, one time she said, you know, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's not about Melissa, this is about what God has done in people's lives. And I think that, to me, shows the kind of woman she is, and she's been the backbone behind this. And she has encouraged me to share, you know, constantly um, my story, because she knows how it touches people's lives. And so she's very selfless, she's been incredible, and, you know, she's like, listen, of course, there's ups and downs of emotions and insecurity sometimes, which is, but it's worth it for the end result. And uh, that's, that's why I'm going to she's incredible. My name is Jeremy Camp. I want to introduce you guys to someone special tonight. This is my fiance, Melissa. Go ahead and stand up, babe. <laughs> Come on, stand up. I know, I'm taking, I'm sorry. Earlier this year, we had some tough news. Some really tough news. Can we do something special for the most special person in my life tonight? Can we pray for her? Heal her tonight. Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles, 4.5 million albums sold. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. I still believe you're getting married. Yeah. But will she get better? I don't know, Mom. Son, you're only 20 years old. You just met this girl. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it, I just know that. Even when I don't see. I want you to know that whatever this is, <laughs> and wherever it takes us, that I'm with you. Every step, every moment, I'm with you. I'm in, I'm so in. The only place I can go is into your arms. I will love you, cherish you, every moment of every day. I'll be the love of your life and your biggest fan. surprised you the most about the filming process because I saw some behind the scenes stuff on Instagram and you guys like you were on set and everything so it looks like you were heavily involved um, yeah I mean honestly we were there for you know probably 8% of the time 
don't even know the map because I had a previous event I had to go to. Uh, but yeah, we were very involved. I was there watching the whole thing. And, you know, I was, I was surprised on you know, how many times I had to shoot over and over again, not because of a mistake, but because of which angle we had to go. And, and just to watch how the actors um, really put their heart into it and stayed in the moment constantly was, was really, it, it was shocking and, and uh, it was kind of breathtaking to watch, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if KJ at one point, you know, connected me and saying, hey, during this part of your, you know, life in the hospital, what did you, how did you react? What were, what were you thinking and how did you respond? And so he really cared about all those little details to make sure he was portraying the story accurately. It was uh, amazing to watch that heart. Oh, yeah. And you could nearly tell that. I think the hospital scene and when KJ, as you, was just on the floor, that was the moment for me that was just like it, it transcended into real life. Like it, you just knew. Um, and what struck me the most, especially when I read an interview that you did about about your story in your life a couple of years after all this happened and it was still so raw then. And what struck me was that you have such an unyielding faithfulness in God and his goodness and his love for you. And in the film, we, we see that by everyone choosing to worship and by, like, KJ picking up the guitar again, which is what you did. How do you hold on to that goodness of God and knowing that he loves you and has good things for you when all this darkness happens? Yeah, um, you know, going back to that scene, that was uh, a pretty uh, was a hard scene because it actually happened just like that. I had to be on the ground I don't have to walk around and I have to sound like that and all these like just once again painful emotions and you got to see I mean you'll see the real aspect of what I went through the grief and, and the anger and the, the you know all that it happened and so it wasn't like all of a sudden you know I was I wrote a song I still believe and then I was fine you know it was, it was a journey that God walked me through and I think that what it was there there's a, a Bible scripture that I love and it's when Jesus told these disciples, he said, hey, you know, I, uh, if you're going to follow me, you're going to uh, look at my flesh and look at my blood. And it sounds like a really weird thing to talk. It's like, they're like, that's just really difficult, Jesus. Like, basically, he was saying, you have to share in my sufferings. And a lot of the disciples left at that point. And he looked at Peter and said, what about you? Are you going to leave as well? And Peter's response was amazing. He goes, Jesus, where else am I going to go? You have the very words of eternal life. I think for me, it got to the point where I had a choice to make, to shake my face to God and say, you know, after this, you, you let me down. Or, God, I don't understand this, and I don't understand why you did this, but I'm going to have to just, what I learned growing up about who you are and what the Bible says about who you are and all the promises that you have, I'm going to actually just have to trust that. And so, you know, once I did that, it just said, I'm just going to still trust you, and I'm going to still believe in who you are and your faithfulness and your truth. He, he walked me through that grief. He walked me through that pain. He was very patient with me. And, and, you know, I felt him literally pull me into his arms. And I think it was just, it could talk, it could trust them. So, God, if this doesn't make sense in the church, I'm going to be very honest, but I'm going to trust you. And I look back now and I see how he's been so faithful in that and now he's sharing, you know, all this faithfulness in such a really good career um, through this film that's going up literally around the world. And so, and you just have to trust that God loves you with all of his heart because he died on the cross for our sins. So he loves you with all of his heart. So it's, 
it's not a thing where he's, you know, you, you go, I don't care, God, you can't do this. You know, uh, you don't want to really love me. It's like, you're already proven that. So I think you just have to trust that, okay, I know he loves me, so I know that he does have the best for me, even though it doesn't make sense. And now looking back, I see, wow, look what he's done now. It's been incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, I I know that you're somewhat Absolutely. used to telling your story, but it's you still choose to be vulnerable every time, um, and that means so much. I think so. Thank yeah. you for that. You brought your guitar. Well, you asked me to. Do you want to play for us? Oh no! I'm All not. right, guys, we've got Jeremy Camp here. <laughs> All right. Find me in the river Find me on my knees I've walked against the water Now I'm waiting if you please You didn't count suffering Blessings in the valley In the river I will wait You're going to be healed What if I'm not supposed to be healed? Don't say that Celebrate this moment and and Melissa's life and legacy, um, and still sort of live in forward motion with your family. So you don't leave this behind, but you sort of you still create new things and celebrate new things and find new joy and hope in life. Yeah, I think that it's because I've been walking through this journey with my family. As you said, uh, we're celebrating this together. It's not like we're my, my kids, you know, they've been with me on tour this whole time. They went with me to the premiere. They've been involved in some interviews. And I think that because they feel like that they're a part of it, um, I think it's just strengthened us as a family. And it allows us to feel like that we're in it together. I think because we feel like we're in it together, and we can celebrate the whole thing. And I think moving forward, too, it's, it's saying, okay, now as a family, how, how are we going to grow from this experience and go even deeper? 
you know, and sharing your faith and deeper and sharing all that God has done. And so it's an exciting time. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is gonna, how this is going to pan out with you and my kids. Something I ask a lot of my guests, because I, I will put this on a podcast as well as do a written feature, um, I always ask a question at the end, and we'll see how it goes, see if you'd like to answer it. No stress if you don't want to. Um, but, but I always ask, if you could go back in time, and particularly for you, the day before you met Melissa, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? Oh, wow. Going through this pain. Yeah, uh, I would probably say um, walking through this pain, it will be worth it. doesn't make sense right now, but trust that God knows what he's doing and, and lean into him every moment of every every hour, and um, he'll walk you through it, yeah. um, and it'll be okay. And I think it's just going, it's going to be okay. And I look back now, and I'm like, you know, when you think it's the bleakest and the darkest, and there's no light at the end of the tunnel, um, to know that it is, you know, when you're in the midst of it, is uh, such a joy. That, but definitely, I will say that during those dark times, it produces so much character and so much strength that it's almost good to go through those things. And um, so I don't know, it's such a difficult question. <laughs> I still believe your here i wanted to share a little bit with you about my book coming out march 1st it's available for pre-order now with some freebies it's called writing worship how to craft heartfelt songs for the church you may have noticed lots of churches are beginning to sing their own songs and while this seems like a new thing it's actually a very old thing and i believe it's beautiful because the church is getting her voice back so if you've ever been interested in songwriting or you'd like to write for your church check it out we talk a lot about the heart behind a songwriter writing for worship we talk about the skills it takes to get it done we talk about the community that you need to have around you and the importance of co-writing and then we also talk a lot about the purpose behind why we do what we do so go check it out writing worship do you create wedding videos podcasts ads content maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century well soundstripe is the answer to all your problems the ultimate music stock site made for video producers they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model this is literally one of a kind in the industry and that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. 
with curated playlists, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects. This is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now, back to the show. Oh, guys. Jeremy just delivered. Like I asked this guy questions and he was like, sure, I'll tell you those answers. Who does that? Like, oh, thank you, Jeremy. It's an honor. Um, and me sort of talking and raving about the movie and reviewing it and stuff like that is not me doing it because I've been paid for it. I generally really respect Jeremy and uh, this it's a really incredible story. And I'm really glad that I could share that with you guys. Um, and that we could share it as a community. It's really, really cool. You can go and see I Still Believe in cinemas now. I'm pretty sure it's worldwide. It's definitely in America. It's definitely out in Australia. So if you are looking for cinemas that show it near you, just check out istillbelievemovie.com. It will have all your close showings. Um, You can also check out the I Still Believe soundtrack, which I believe has songs by Jeremy and KJ Apper on it. Um, So if it really resonated with you, go follow that up. That's also in our show notes. And like I said earlier, if you really want to hear more of Jeremy's music and his story, you will find a link to his latest album, The Story's Not Over, and a link to his 2011 memoir, I Still Believe, in our show notes. You can pick them both up on Amazon. Because this is a shorter show, I thought that I would do a quick review of the movie for you just in case you're on the fence about watching it and honestly because it gives me something to talk about and I have a whole bunch of notes on my phone which you can't really put into a complete review because it would be the longest review on the planet earth. So I thought I would try something new and tell you guys what I thought of the movie I Still Believe. Please enjoy this new section of reviews. Yeah, we probably need a new revolutionary title, but let's roll with it. So, I still believe. Obviously, the film is named after Jeremy's iconic song and the song that he wrote after Melissa passed away. Because of that, there is a whole gravity to this film going into it. If you go into this film not knowing that the character of Melissa is going to pass away, you're going to really struggle because this is heart-wrenching, but it's also simultaneously beautiful. I would, my experience watching this film, I would say was up there with A Walk to Remember. It's up there with uh, Raise Your Voice for old school Hilary Duff fans. And I've heard people say that it's similar to The Notebook. I've chosen not to watch The Notebook because I cry too much. Hence the fact I bawled my eyes out when watching I Still Believe. This is uh, just a beautiful movie. Um, and the power and beauty of it, I would actually say is probably in the casting. Um, so KJ Apa is Jeremy and Britt Robertson, who I really like because she's actually a ex Disney channel star from way back in the day plays Melissa. And when the two of them connect, especially about halfway through the movie, that's where the magic happens. Um, I was really amazed by the ability of both those actors to portray this really the complexity of emotion of grief and faith and love and fear often just through body language or through their eyes 
Britt Robertson is phenomenal at this, particularly uh, in parts where she finds out she has the diagnosis. I like I have no words for how she portrayed that. I believed it, what I saw on screen. It was amazing and heartbreaking. Um, if you have lost someone to cancer or struggled or have been diagnosed at some point in your life without yourself, I don't know how that portrayal will go with you. I can't speak of it simply because I've never experienced that. But um, it's, I would say it's respectfully graphic. I mean, we talk about that there's not... Uh, it's not something that you're going to have to hide the eyes of your kids from, but it's still like you're going to see her vomit and lose hair and things like that. And more than that, you're going to see the raw emotion and the tears and the anger. And when that finally overflows to KJ Apper's character, because he's essentially trying to carry this burden and quote unquote, like shoulder it, that's when it, that's when it's powerful. So you would have heard when I chatted to Jeremy was the moment that struck me in the film was when his character was on the floor. KJ App is on the floor. His wife has just died. God hasn't healed her. And he's a shell. Like, you know, that moment in grief where you have nothing left and you, you, you don't have any capacity for anything. You can't feel anything. You can't, you can barely breathe, but you're just existing. That was the moment that I went, oh, wow. Like I knew that this film had something special in it, but that was the moment that I was like KJ came into his own and I was genuinely stunned um, when I talked to Jeremy and he said that was real life. Like he literally had his father carry him to sign a death certificate. Aside from that, um, well, you can't really aside from that, let's be honest. Like that's the main point of the film. But if I can address some of the other stuff in it, um, I think there's a trope with Christian films that it's predictable. They're going to throw out the same Christian phrases. Uh, it's going to be working on a low budget. So you're not going to get a whole wide variety of shots. Soundtrack is going to be CCM, maybe mediocre. And you're going to see the same actors and actresses the whole time because it's a small market, right? Well, I still believe starts to break out of this, which I really appreciate. So the first half of it, which is not bad, but it's just not doesn't grab you like the rest does. The first half of it feels like a Christian film because you have these two kids going to a Christian college. They've both grown up in what would seem to be quite sheltered, conservative, evangelical homes. Great people, really great, wholesome values. And we actually don't find this out in the movie, but Jeremy went there and studied theology. So like these guys are right in the heart of evangelical Bible Belt culture. They are living and breathing it. You do hear phrases at the start about trusting God, about the Bible and living out your purpose. And at the start, you hear it and you're like, oh, I've heard that before. Like, I mean, it's good, but I've heard it. But those words carry gravity and carry this deeper cinematic importance when you get to the second half of the movie and you realize that. The characters are actually now living them out. Their faith is actually tested. There were moments uh, in the soundtrack that I really, really appreciated and loved. A couple that were very CCM-esque, dare I say it, because we talk about Christian music all the time. Um, but I really appreciated the fact that KJ actually sings some of Jeremy's songs. And you see this whole performance element without it being cheesy in the film, um, which I really appreciated. It wasn't fake and I believed it and I was rooting for this couple and I loved that. And that's what makes it so difficult because you know what's going to happen, but you're also like, no. And, and you get to the end of this film 
And it leaves you with all the questions that Jeremy lived. Like, why does God sometimes heal people and why doesn't he? Why do people die so young? Why do people die at all? Why does God allow people to fall in love and then break them apart? Why does all this happen? There are so many questions. Um, And I appreciated the fact that I didn't feel like the film tried to give a simple answer for that. It didn't say everything was fine. It didn't say, ta-da, Jeremy went on to become a megastar, which he did, but it didn't just say he just got over it because that's not how life works. And your faith doesn't just stay the same in those moments. Like it's really cool towards the end of the movie, you actually see KJ Apple like express this roar of a serial anger. And, and I'm like, I get that. Like, I can't imagine like having to live that, but I get it. Like you see him contemplating throwing away his music and his, and quote unquote calling. And then you get to see him pick that up again and sort of nearly start to make music again and start to worship as an act of faith, of hope, uh, as a legacy to Melissa. And that's quite astounding. And after talking to Jeremy, I feel like it does in a way that you can never fully do justice to a person's life ever. It, it beautifully uh, carries a legacy of what Jeremy and his family have created I also especially enjoyed a moment right at the end of the film. There's this whole imagery of stars, which you will pick up on, and that will just make you cry, so bring tissues. Uh, But at the end of the film, we see them uh, on the back of the jacket that his now wife, Aidy, is wearing, the character in the film is wearing it, and they just have this really brief encounter at the end of the film. And nothing happens, but it's just this moment of like, there is hope and there is more, and life and love is still carried on. So if you are looking for a film to go to, if you are up for a tearjerker, I would actually say that I still believe is worth your time. Um, It's really beautifully done and the caliber of actors is great. So um, give it a shot, give it a chance and bring tissues. You will need them. That is all for this episode. And we just talked to freaking Jeremy Camp. Like what? I this this whole weird thing in Christian culture of being like, let's glorify people, let's not. Look, Jeremy Camp's a normal dude, but he's done some extraordinary things. And I'm really grateful that he's actually chosen to be open and honest. And the fact that he's chosen to be honest about his story throughout his entire career, like before it was cool to be hashtag authentic. Oh, like so much respect to him. And um, I have so much respect for his family as well. Like this is clearly a group a group effort, something that they love, something they carry. And um, that's just amazing. Like, don't we need that in this world? So I love that. Thank you guys for joining me today and being willing to go to the deep places, for being willing to find the really beautiful gems in evangelical culture like this movie and um, like like Christian music. There is some amazing raw healing stuff here um, and I'm really grateful for people like Jeremy Camp and and people who open up and are willing to say there is both darkness and light here and I find God in the middle of it. So thank you guys for joining me. I will see you in two weeks. I know we have been on a run with podcast episodes coming every week. That's just because I just want to share so much content with you, but we're going to go back to every two weeks now and I'm really excited for our next guest. I can't tell you who it is, but I promise you it's great. 
So in the meantime, if you love what you heard today, and how could you not? It was Jeremy Kemp. Like, did you hear what he said? He was so good. Anyway, if you love what you heard, go to Apple iTunes podcast. What do they call that? Anyway, go to your Apple podcast thingy and press subscribe, right? Yeah, you'll get the next episode as soon as it drops. And could you please go hit that five-star rating and leave a few nice words about our guests? I would love that. It just means that these incredible stories are shared with a greater amount of people in the industry and out of the industry, people struggling with faith, people who are right in evangelical culture, and everyone in the middle. Like it's, I love the fact that we can cross bridges and borders and boundaries with this. That's the whole idea. So if you could leave a review, that would be great. In the meantime, if you would like to catch up on any previous episodes, you can also go to betweenyouandmepod.com. You will find all our show notes on there, as well as a link to our merch if you would like to support us through that. If you would like to follow us on social media, go and do it. We are particularly active on Instagram at betweenyoumepod. You will also find us on Facebook. And all those links are on our website as well. So just go check that out and follow us from there. My name is Jessica Morris, and I am here for the deep, dark, difficult things and how we find light in them. And if we put that on a t-shirt, I have to make it more succinct. We will work on that. Thank you guys for being with me today. I love you and I will see you very soon. I can't remember The last time I was content And now I wonder How do I get there again? Why am I clutching and grabbing at all the things that I don't have when you're giving me everything? Why am I stuck in my feelings thinking I know what I deserve when the answer is clear to me? Cause what you give me, Lord, is more than I desire, you're my provider. And when I lose my way, you lead me through the fire, you're my provider. Even on my darkest day, you show me where the light is, you're my provider. And when my strength is gone, I know where to find it, you're my provider, my provider. I'm not forgotten, I am a child beloved. What you have given has always been enough. Why am I clutching and grabbing? you give me, Lord, is more than I desire, you're my provider, and when I lose my way, you lead me through the fire, you're my provider, even on my darkest day, you show me where the light is, you're my provider, and when my strength is gone, For listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com. Because what you give me, Lord.